and welcome to and let's be heard for Thursday. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, here we go. Big Thursday night show, big Thursday night show, a lot up ahead, a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot to talk about. Too many things, too many things happening. Uh, of course, they're still, as we speak here, counting the votes. We are, what, where are we, two days out? Two days out. Most of the poll, all the polls closed over 48 hours ago. And we still don't know, we still don't know much of anything, do we? I mean, that is incredibly sad. I mean, I don't care what side of the fence you're on. If you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, if you're a conservative, I, I don't, it doesn't matter. You cannot be okay with this system of counting votes that two days into this and we don't know anything. We don't know who controls the House. We don't know who controls the Senate. There are even these big races like mayor of L.A. where we don't know. Los Angeles, it's one fucking city, people. It's a mayoral race. It's not a nationwide race. It's not a presidential election. It's a mayoral race, and they can't count the votes. 48 hours, more than 48 hours after the polls close in L.A., they still have 400,000 votes to count. How does that happen? How does this happen in this country? No one is answering that question. And the mail-in ballot bullshit is just that, bullshit. Here's how this goes. If you can't count the votes quickly, you can't have mail-in ballots. How about that? If you're going to have mail-in ballots, learn how to count the votes faster. Because we cannot deal with this. There is not this new normal. And I've talked about this new normal that Democrats want, whether it's with masking or vaccines or, or, or elections and the way we do our elections. We have this idiot, I'll play it in a bit, coming out of Arizona, one of the elections officials saying, this is normal. This is normal for Arizona. No, it's not normal for Arizona. It's not normal for Arizona because I lived in Arizona and I ran for Congress in Arizona in, in 2006, not, not 1886, I'm not that old, 2006, and they were, I knew on election night that I had lost. <laughs> I knew on election night. I knew two or three hours after the polls closed that I lost. I knew it because they counted everything fast. So this is not Arizona and this is the way it is. In fact, I think Arizona might have been more competent state when it was run by the good old boy, the cowboy rednecks. I think Vegas, Nevada, another state, Nevada, Vegas, Clark County. How many votes is still left? A half million votes two days into this process? I think it was better when the good old redneck cowboys ran Vegas. When the mob ran Vegas, you counted the fucking votes faster. They have the money fast and the votes fast. This, this is not acceptable. It's simply not acceptable. I don't care about, oh, make sure your vote's counted. This is democracy in action. No bullshit. Bullshit. There is no confidence in our elections here because of things like this. Because of things like this. There is no confidence in the elections here. Look, the left can bitch all they want about election deniers, but here, here's the case. In 2020, 
if it had showed on election night that Joe Biden was the winner, and seven days later, the awful Donald Trump, the awful big orange man won, they would have been bitching about the, ele- the, the Republicans fixing the elections and Trump having the election fixed from day till night. They never would have shut up about it. All right. So don't, don't, don't listen to their stupidity about the right wing, the Republicans are election deniers. The Democrats are not being election deniers because they're winning. If they had lost, if they had lost, see, every election that they win, they're losing at the beginning or it takes forever to count the votes, then they win. So they're happy. Whether it's fixed or not, they're happy. They won. But if they had lost all these elections, if the 2020 election was the opposite and Joe Biden was ahead in election night and Trump became was reelected seven days later, they would have gone ape shit. They would have said the president had it fixed. You know that. But the fact of the matter is, the side that loses is going to have the right to question elections because of this ridiculous process. That doesn't happen in any other fucking country. It doesn't happen anywhere else. So if they don't, if they don't need a week to count the votes somewhere else, why do we need them here? If they don't have all these mail-in ballots and mail-in ballot problems in any other country in this world, why do we have to have it here? If they have a uniform voting system elsewhere, why can't we have a uniform voting system here? Just count the fucking votes. Now, they were supposed to, bad enough, be finished by Friday, by tomorrow. Now they say next week. They're going to take the weekend off, I think, for Veterans Day. It's ridiculous. This is insane. There's no way this election should go into the weekend and into next week. All it does is lead to speculation. That the longer the votes are sitting there, the more they can be fucked with. That is not an outrageous conspiratorial thing to say. That the longer things are sitting there, not having been officially counted, the longer things can be fucked with. If there was some nefarious person that wanted to fuck with them. And there are plenty of nefarious people out there, even in the elections bureaus, okay? They're not all neutral, competent, fair people. It's not the way this country works. So they have to just count the goddamn votes. This is getting to be too much now. And as the days go by... All I can say is I, I'd be shocked if the Republicans won the Senate now. I don't know if it's going to be fair. I don't know if the votes are going to be real. But it doesn't look like they're going to win now. You, and you have two cases now. See, here's the problem. You have two separate cases, right? You have Nevada, where the Republican Laxalt is ahead, right? And the votes are trickling in. And as those votes are trickling in... The Democrat, Cortez Masto, was catching up, okay? Then you have the opposite happening in Arizona, right? The opposite happening in Arizona. Where you have the Republicans behind, and as the, Demo- as, as the, as the votes are coming in, the, the, the margin is getting wider and wider now. So you see those opposite things. In other words, you have Republican ahead in Nevada, Republican behind in Arizona, and yet, with this ridiculous counting of the votes, as more and more votes come in, in both cases, the Republican looks like they're going to lose. Whether they're ahead now or behind now, it doesn't matter. That's problematic. 
It's problematic that this drip-drip system is favoring the Democrats so much. And it's not. You can say, sure, okay, the Democrats um, vote more uh, early balloting and those take long to count. But that's not the case in a lot of these situations. From what I'm hearing, if I'm hearing right, a lot of these votes coming now are from, like, the election day. Why are the votes cast on election day taking so fucking long? And they're saying, well, the machines, the machines broke down. Well, isn't it amazing that whether it's votes from early voting or votes from election day, the Republicans seem to be losing and the Democrats seem to be gaining. And according to the latest models, once again, these models were totally wrong for the entire campaign. But according to the models and the way things are looking, the momentum, it looks like the Democrat will catch up to Laxalt and pass them and win. And that the, the Republicans will not catch up in Arizona that uh, Masters will not catch up to Kelly and will lose. And therefore, the Democrats will, hold, will, will capture the Senate without the runoff being necessary. They'll have gotten the 50 seats before the runoff happens. And that's the way it looks now. And the fucking House, the House, this is your, we, I don't ever recall not knowing the House result on election night. I don't. I don't ever recall not knowing the House results on election night. So not, not only do we not know the results of the House on election night, we don't know the results of the House the day after the election. We don't know the results of the House two days after the election. Or we can know the results of the House three days after the election. How about six days after the election? Will you give me seven? I'll give you nine. How many days is it going to take to know who controls the House? What is taking so long to count these congressional races? They're not, the districts aren't big. They're all what, about 700,000 people? How many voters? How many voters in the midterm? 150,000, 200,000 in each district? Maybe, maybe, maybe not even that many. What's taking so long? What is taking so long? I want to know. I need an answer. I'm not getting any answer. But once again, as the votes trickle in, it takes long. The Democrats are catching up as they always do. They're catching up as they always do. And that's a problem. It's not a problem if you count the votes on election night and one party wins. Not a problem. Count the votes on election night and one party wins. That's not a problem. I don't care what party it is. But when you do this and these things trickle in, That's problematic. And one day you say, oh, this is happening. The next day, oh, no, this is happening. Oh, the next day, oh, next day, oh, no, this is, it's ridiculous. And it never was this way before 2020. Always watching CNN or whatever you watch on election night, people knew. You knew. Wolf Blitzer made the announcement on election night. This, this, this party controls the House. This party controls the Senate. This person is elected president. We knew on election night. We always knew on election night. The hour may have changed. It may have taken three hours some years, five hours some years, seven hours some years. But we always knew on election night or early the next day. That's not the case anymore. Why? Why? It's unacceptable. 
It's unacceptable. I don't care if you want people to vote by a Morse code. Find a way to fucking count it on election night. Okay, we know what the we know what the results are. This is ridiculous. And once again, it doesn't inspire confidence, and it shouldn't inspire confidence. It doesn't inspire confidence, and it shouldn't inspire confidence. So we're left with this. We're left with this daily routine of trying to find out what's going on and getting no answers. Let's go to Fox News right now as I speak and try to figure out what's happening here. Is there anything that can update you on at this moment? Nope, nothing's changed. I checked a couple of hours ago, and it's still, if you look at the election results, we're still, Fox has it. This is also an annoying thing. Each site you look at has a different result. Now, how is that possible? How is it possible that one site has Republicans with 210 seats right now, one site has them with 211 seats, one site has them with 205? How, does that, how is that possible? Are these called or not? Okay, Fox News, here, and Fox News has Republicans with 49 Senate seats, other sites have them with 48 now, that makes no sense, because it can't be 48. It has to be 49, because the Ron Johnson one was called. The Ron Johnson one was called yesterday. So that gives Republicans 49. How can some sites still have 48? That means they're saying the Wisconsin one hasn't been called. But it has been. Here, okay, the Fox News has Republicans at 211 and Democrats at 192. But you go to another site, like the Times, they'll have 210, 190. One site had like 210, 198. Well, how, how, how could you not know? The result was either final and or not, isn't it? But the Fox News one has Republicans at 211, Democrats 192. Now that would mean that Republicans need seven more seats to get to the magic 218. Okay? Seven more seats. Oh, two. Or the what? The Democrats need what? How, how many would the Democrats need then? If the Republicans need seven more seats to get to 218, yeah, the Democrats would need 202, 212, 26 more seats. So the, the Republicans need seven before the Democrats get 26. I mean, you would think it's a fait accompli, but I, I, that's not what I'm hearing. I mean, I know a lot of sites like clickbait, but I'm looking at some legitimate sites, and they're saying... They're putting up articles. Do Republicans still have a chance to win the House? Well, you know what? We should have known two days ago this result. There should not be speculation at who's going to win the House 48 hours after the polls closed. There should not be any speculation. The speculation should come before the election, not after the election. This is like living in a clown co- This is like living in a clown country. And then you have Republicans, rightfully, in Arizona, like, like 
Kerry Lake calling Arizona a banana republic. Everyone say, oh, oh, it's vitriolic. No, it's not vitriolic. Because you see, this is what happens in a banana republic. It takes forever to count the votes and it keeps changing and one party keeps usurping the other party and the person that's supposed to win doesn't win. That's what happens in banana republics. Exit polls say one thing, the results are another. That's what happens in banana republics where elections aren't fair. But in banana republics, this is what happens. You don't get results. You don't get results right away. It takes forever to get results. You know why? Because they fuck with the votes in banana republics. They fuck with the votes. And that takes time. This is not a fucking Western culture where it takes so long to count votes. And you can take you can take your well, it's worth it to get it right if it takes time, and shove it up your fucking ass. Because you know what? It's not worth it. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not worth it. If it takes this much time, it's not worth it. Because what do we get? The election denying. And we get election denying because it takes so fucking long. We get people not confident in the elections. That's what happens in banana republics. The people aren't confident in the elections, so they feel they have a fucking dictatorial country. That the person who's running the country wasn't duly elected. I don't know how much clearer I can make this. We counted the votes on election night for 250 goddamn years. When technology, when we had no technology two centuries ago, we were able to count the votes faster than now. Does that make any fucking sense? I'm sorry, I'm banging on my glass thing. I don't want to break my glass thing. Oh, are we just so enlightened now that we, oh, we're so enlightened now. We do mail-in ballots. They never thought about that a hundred years ago. Never thought about that, oh, that high-tech technology of mailing a ballot in. What's next? Delivering them on horses? This is insane. Count the fucking votes. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of coming on this show every fucking night and not knowing the results. And I don't care. If the Democrats are going to win, then they're going to win. I don't care. I want the results. Give me the fucking results. If you can't, if you don't have the IQ to understand that this kind of thing leads to people not trusting elections, then there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There's something fucking wrong with you. This is not the way it should be in the United States of America. I don't want to name countries where it should be like this because I don't want to make fun of them. From what I know, the countries I have in my mind where this happens are probably better than us. They're probably better than us. Third world countries are probably better than us now when it comes to election integrity and getting the results out faster in a more competent way. They, th this is just insane. And it's getting worse every two years, not better. It's getting worse every two years. Unless my memory is off, unless my memory is off, which I don't think it is, in 2020, with the Republicans run, uh, the Democrats 
ended up with a narrow majority, a five-seat majority in the House, which is probably what the, Dem- the Republicans will end up with this time, maybe a few more, six, seven, but about the same thing, one party winning narrowly. If my, if my memory serves me correctly, with the Democrats barely winning the House, but everything being so razor tight two years ago, we knew on election night that Democrats had won the House. We didn't know the Senate only because there were those two runoffs, but we knew it was tied, you see. We knew very quickly it was going to come down to those two runoffs. And I swear to you, unless my memory doesn't serve me right, we knew the results of that very narrow Democrat House win very quickly. What is happening? What is happening? Do you realize that it's been stuck basically on 205 to 210 Republicans and 185 to 19 Democrats for almost a day and a half now? Does anyone think that's normal? What is taking so long? And why are there breaks? I'm sorry, each congressional district is about 700,000 people, not voters, people. How many voters? Let's say a half million. In this midterms elections, we had maybe 30% turnout. Let's, let me do the math. About 125,000 votes, 150,000 votes in many districts. What's taking so long to count them? And why do you have to take breaks? The only answer is... This is the, the, there are two answers, or three answers. One is the machines are totally broken down everywhere, right? So the machines broke down. Now, what are they doing? They're looking at them manually. They're fixing the machines. They're calling in engineers. What are they doing? That's one thing. The other reason is that they're fixing it. They're fixing the votes. They don't like, take, throw this one out, take this one. I don't like that. I want, I want this guy to win. I want this person to win. They're fixing it. They're rigging it. That's another, because that takes time also. Let's take a third reason. I think there are only two reasons. But you see, either way, even if it's fair, they're not rigging the vote. They're not fixing it. It's ridiculous. Fix the fucking machines. Get them to work. Do it a different way then if they don't work. But count the votes. If you got, I can get together with five friends and count that many votes quicker than they're doing. Just count them. And what is this thing with taking the weekend off? I don't understand this. Democracy doesn't matter. The left likes to talk about democracy so much but taking the weekend off is fine letting this letting those ballots sit there for 48 hours that's eh, cool that's okay that's democracy in action count the votes it's funny the title of this podcast is count the damn votes it says hey joe and don shut up and i'm screaming worse than both of them but i'm fucking mad this is ridiculous There's no good reason for this. I don't care what side, I don't care if you're a Democrat, I don't care if you're a Republican, I don't care if you love mail-in ballots, you hate them, I don't care if you vote election day or a month ahead of time, there's no reason for this. First of all, there's even less a reason. When we have, we never had early voting, go back 30, 40 years, there wasn't, a, here in California, you 29 days before you left, you can vote for 29 days, and election day is the 30th day you can vote. So here you go. So we have many fewer people in most places crowding the polls on election day, right? Why don't they count those fucking votes before election night? Why don't they count those votes before election night? Now people will say, yes, they can't look at the leak of the Supreme Court, then there'll be a leak, someone will leak this person's winning, then it'll fuck everything up. But you can find a secure way to do it. You know what? You hire a certain number of people 
to do these things, to feed them through the machines. And if you start doing this a month ahead of time, you see if the machines break down, you got plenty of time to fix the fucking thing before election day. So count the votes as they come in. Don't compile votes like a hoarder for 30 days and then start feeding them into machines at 8 o'clock in the morning or 8, or 8 o'clock at night. In fact, in many places, they don't feed them in even the ele even election day morning. They don't start counting them. They wait till the polls close. How's ridic how ridiculous is that? I picture a guy with, like, piles of, like, office work, like piles of, of ballots around them, and they're feeding into the machines frantically after the polls close. Why do that? Hire a select number of people that go through security, a security screening. And you know what? You don't do what the Supreme Court did. If someone leaks in that case, 10 years in jail. Congress makes a law. Someone has that job and they leak anything and they're caught 10 years in fucking jail. Believe me, there'll be no fucking leakers. But you got to find a different way to do this. You got to find a different way to do this. This is not working. I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, a progressive, a libertarian, a fucking green, a yellow. This is not working, people. It's not working. And our democracy is not going to survive this. Our democracy is not going to survive this every two years. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. But I'll be back here tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm reading this to you right now. Republicans 211, Democrats 192. Let's see 24 hours from now where this stands. Because last night at this time, it was about the same. So in 24 hours, they basically didn't count any more votes. In 24 hours, there were basically maybe one or two more calls. There are 32 seats left in play now. 32. Out of 435, right? 32. Let's see how long it takes to count these 32. Let's see how long it takes to get these last 32 in. Let's see where it says tomorrow night. I would not be shocked if it said there were 30 House seats left in play 24 hours later. Republicans are right now seven away from 218, according to Fox. Once again, according to Fox, everyone else has a different number, which makes no sense either. And uh, that's the case right now. They got to get seven more before Democrats get 26 more. Seems like it's easy, but of course it won't be. Oh, my Lord. And like I said, the Senate is looking now. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if by Monday we knew that the Democrats got to 50 and they controlled it again. And that runoff won't mean anything. Because I think Laxalt looks like he's going to lose and it looks like Masters is going to lose. That's the way it looks right now. Last night, remember last night I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Laxalt is three points ahead and, and everyone says Masters is going to win. Well, in just 24 hours, those models have changed. Does that give anyone any confidence? Remember, this is after the election. These aren't polls before the election. We know poll, we know polls before the election change every day. That's not that's normal. That is normal. This is not normal. Twenty-four hours at the election, one person's going to win. Forty hours at the election, oh no, it looks like another person's going to win. What the hell is this? Where are these ballots coming from? Who has them? Yeah, incredible. Then you had the guy in Arizona saying this was normal. This is Arizona. This is, no, this is not Arizona when I lived there, and that was only a few years ago. It's not, it's not Arizona. It's the, this is the new... What they should say, they, they should be honest. This is the new Democrats' new normal. This is the Democratic Party's new normal. And the sad thing, the really sad and depressing thing, 
is that the woman who is going to end up winning is the Democrat who's the Secretary of State in Arizona. So the person who's responsible for counting the votes and is doing such an incompetent job is going to actually uh, gain from that incompetence end up being the next governor. Which brings me to something else. Pretending, pretending these elections are fair, pretending the person that wins got the most votes. Donald Trump is in the trash heap right now. He's in the trash heap. You're talking about Arizona, okay? Arizona, a border state, right? With two million immigrants coming across the border, over two and a half million immigrants coming across the border in Biden's two years, more than ever before, right? A state that was run by a Republican, Ducey, before this election, a state that's almost always run by Republicans, is now going to have two Democratic senators and a Democratic governor. With the economy in the shitter, a border state, they didn't lock down. That's probably part of their problem. They didn't lock down the way other states did, and they didn't feel the pain the way many of us in Democrat-run states did. So they're taking this for granted, and now they're electing a Democrat, and soon they will understand the pain of a Democratic governor. But that's another point. Shitty economy, terrible border, shitty economy, terrible border, immigrant, illegal immigrants coming across in droves, fentanyl coming across and killing their children, they had a Republican governor, so they weren't locked down. They were happy about that. Now they're electing a Democratic governor. Only for one reason. Only for one reason. Because of Trump's taint. Because he's taint, he taints everything. And they didn't want to elect the Trump person. They didn't want to elect Kerry Lake, the Trump-endorsed person. The MAGA person. Trump is absolute poison. He's poison, poison. The only good thing about this is I'm finally seeing <clears throat> I'm finally seeing a lot of people in the Republican Party turning on him now. Even people who were supporters up until basically before this election. Okay? They were just they're just starting to see enough as enough. They're starting to see enough as enough. And he comes out today. I'm going to pull it up. Sorry, I didn't edit my Twitter up. Trump comes out today. I don't know if you guys have seen this. And continues on his DeSantis hate rant. He continues on his DeSantis hate rant. Simply because he could not deal and none of this is DeSantis' fault. Remember, DeSantis hasn't said one negative thing about Trump. And this is what's so great about DeSantis. He's letting Trump hang himself. He's not saying a word. Not responding at all. But DeSantis never started anything. He didn't say anything bad about Trump. Another word. He didn't even speak about Trump. But what really got under Trump's skin was the media. 
and folks like myself coming out and saying that it was a bad night for him and a good night for DeSantis. Now, that's just the truth. Trump likes to talk about fake news, and I agree with him. There's a lot of fake news. I do, I do think most of the news media is, in fact, the enemy of the people because they are political activists, not journalists, and they push their political activism as fact and news. Trump is right about that. But he's upset that finally, finally, there's some truth in that if you look at the results, it was a really good night for Ron DeSantis and not a very good night for Trump's candidates that should have won in many of these places, should have won easily with the election climate, with the political climate we had. And that he couldn't take because you could picture him, right? You could picture him watching these and, and steaming, steaming at the, at, the, uh, at the TV. You could see him steaming, thinking... Oh, I hate these people, right? I, I can't stand what's happening. I can't stand they're pumping up DeSantis. I can't stand they're pumping up DeSantis and saying I have no power anymore. I'm powerless. So you can see him getting very angry. So he puts out a statement uh, earlier today. And this is a statement. Now, this is a, this, if you, uh, should I read this whole thing? It's like the rantings, you know, it's from his Save America thing, you know. So he put out this statement, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. I'll, I'll, I'll read as long as I can, okay? News Corp, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York Post. Once again, you can tell right away this is not, in most cases, someone who's the former President of the United States is going to have a professional PR person write their newsletter, right? Going to write their, their immediate release statement, their press releases. Not him. You could tell this is written by him. News Corp, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, the no longer great New York Post, bring back coal. I don't know what the fuck that means. Bring back C-O-L uh, exclamation point. Is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious, an average Republican governor with great public relations Evidently, Trump, something Trump doesn't have. No, you see, DeSantis just like as a normal, not a psychotic person, and he uses his PR department, who would never put out a ridiculous, unhinged press release like this, who didn't have to close up his state, who didn't have to close up his state, but did. Unlike other Republican governors, that's totally false. They all did, because Trump never told them not to. Trump never told him not to. Trump had absolutely no balls during COVID, okay? He put Fauci front and center, which was his decision. And he never, ever said, lockdowns are bad, they're going to be hurtful, don't do them. He never said that. He went along with them. He went along with them for a certain period of time. Not, not as long as Joe Biden would have. I'll give him that. But he went along with them. And Ron DeSantis shut down his state for like the shortest amount, I believe Georgia and Florida. But every state did a shutdown of some kind. Every state. And Ron DeSantis, unlike, unlike Donald Trump, is not a sociopath. So he actually said he was wrong about that. See, Trump will never admit he's wrong. Ron DeSantis actually said I should not have shut down at all. And I never will again. Let's move on here. We have to close the other Republican governors whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. What is he talking about? There was no mass exodus from New York and California before COVID. 
California and New York didn't lose an electoral vote. Texas and Florida never gained the electoral Yes, there were always people moving around the country. But there were people who moved from Florida to New York. Florida to California, especially. So what the fuck's he talking about? Ron came in. Ron came, Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. We know that's a lie. When he showed up with a, 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 a bag of luggage and $10, he was potentially, he was politically dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agricultural commissioner, Adam Putnam. We all remember that. Huh? Well, that's the big one. The Putnam-DeSantis race was a biggie. Ron had low approval, bad polls, and no money, but he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. When I endorsed him, he was, he was, it was as though, to use a bad term, a, nu- a nuclear weapon went off. Years later, they were the exact words that Adam Putnam used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. Yes, yeah. yeah he went to Donald Trump. So this guy Putnam went to Donald Trump and said, your dick is so big. It's such a big dick. Okay, you, do anyone believe that? I then got Ron by the star of the Democrat. I, I, I then got Ron by the. He doesn't even have to write by the star of the Democratic Party, Andrew Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead by having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron, and he beat Gillum. But after the race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them, to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. Okay, that is all. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he, that, that sounds like it's a, a fabricated plot in Trump's head. And now Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. The, by the way, he, remember, he used Santum, he's using Ron DeSanctimonious now. But remember, he used it two days before Election Day. Okay, he used it two days before when he thought he was going to win big, right? When Trump thought he was, his candidates were going to win big. So the sanctum, Ron DeSanctimonious predates the election. He's playing games. Now, Ron DeSantis is playing games. The fake news asks him if he's going to run, if President Trump runs, and he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. No, it is, because you fat, fucking, orange-haired fuckface, the presidency is not owed to you anymore than it's owed to Hillary Clinton. Do you remember you saying that? Do you remember saying that, you big blob of shit? That Hillary is not entitled so do you think hillary clinton wasn't entitled but you're entitled so what's he supposed to say no if donald trump runs i'm so afraid of his huge fucking cock that i'm not gonna run i'll never run if if donald trump and his huge cock runs is that what this fucking sociopathic prick wants ron DeSantis to say what ron DeSantis said is what every politician says when they're currently running for a local office i'm concentrating on this now it's a very normal thing I, I know Trump doesn't understand normal things, but it's a very normal thing to say. I'm I'm concentrating on my job right now. Nothing abnormal about that at all, Don. This is just like 2015 and 2016. A media assault, collusion, collusion. When Fox News fought me to the end until I won, and then they couldn't have been nicer or more supportive. The Wall Street Journal loved low energy Jeb. Bush. Look, he brings back Jeb Bush. It's like pulling someone out of the crypt. Who gives a fuck? 
about, he's still thinking about Jeb Bush. How crazy do you have to be to still think about Jeb Bush? He's still thinking about Jeb Bush. Low energy Jeb Bush and a succession of other people as they rapidly disappeared from sight. Finally, finally, falling in line with me after I easily knocked them out one by one. We're in exactly the same position now. They will keep coming after us, MAGA, but ultimately we will win, put America first, and make America great again. This is a, a truly psychotic, a truly psychotic press release. You can't even really call it a press release, like I said, because he didn't go through his press people. The guarantee is PR people didn't want him to do this. But as usual, he had to do it. He just had to do it. And the response from most people in the Republican Party is that they've had enough of Ron DeSantis. Winston Sears, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, who supported Ron DeSantis, who supported Donald Trump, just like many people did, has said enough is enough. Has said enough is enough. We have to move on. So Donald Trump is going to continue to shoot himself in the foot. And Ron DeSantis is letting him do it. Doing the right thing, not responding at all. Not giving him any energy whatsoever. And that's the right thing to do. But this is totally, 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 totally unhinged. As none of this has anything to do with Ron DeSantis. DeSantis never said a word. What annoyed Trump is that he didn't bow down to him. He didn't bow down to the great Donald Trump. That's what bothered Trump. The simple, normal, milquetoast answer of I'm just concentrating on my election. I'm just concentrating on my state when asked he's going to run for president, which all politicians do. It's the standard cliche answer all politicians give. That rubbed Donald Trump the wrong way because he's insane. He didn't say, oh, no, I'll never. Donald, listen to this. Donald Trump wanted Ron DeSantis to say, oh, no, if, if, if Donald Trump goes in, I'll never get in because he's lord and master. He's owed the presidency again. That's what Donald Trump really wanted Ron DeSantis to say. But why should Ron DeSantis say that? Ron DeSantis is the king now, not Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis is on top now, not Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis just won Florida by 20 points. Donald Trump lost an election two years ago to Joe fucking Biden. In other words, if anyone should be kissing anyone's ass, Donald Trump should be kissing Ron DeSantis' ass. Not vice versa. Just absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. Another thing that'll that'll kill him. Fox News putting out a an article today saying that Ron DeSantis has over, overtaken Donald Trump in betting markets. Betting markets now give DeSantis an 11.8% shift in odds after the dominant re-election victory in Florida. 
The 2022 midterm results are rolling in, and like it or not, betting markets are already turning an eye to 2024. As the votes are being counted, Ron DeSantis' election I said, so incredible shift in the odds for President in 2024, Ron DeSantis votes to go for Trump for the first time. So this is the first time now in the betting markets that Ron DeSantis took over, went ahead of Trump. Now, that's got to really burn Trump's ass. But what really burns his ass is that Fox News would run an article about it, right? They shouldn't run the article about it. Total insanity. This happens all the time in politics, right? This happens all the time in politics, where one politician helps another politician, one person helps another person, this person does this, this person does that. That's the way it works. See, that's the way it works. But you don't hold that against a person. In fact, if you believed in that person to help that person, and who knows how much Trump helped Santos, it might have been a lot, it might have been a little, it might be not at all. You can't trust what Trump says. But if you believe in that person, if you're, not, if you're a normal person and not a total sociopath, you want that person to win. You want that person to do well. But Trump can't handle that. Trump simply can't handle that. That's not the way he rolls. Not the way Donald Trump rolls. And all he's doing is hurting his party. All he's doing is hurting his own party. But he doesn't care about the party. He doesn't care about the party. He only cares about himself. Donald Trump simply cares about Donald Trump. That's it. And as I mentioned yesterday, He's a loser in this. He lost. It didn't work out. Period. His candidates underperformed. You'll never know for sure, but it may have been that the candidates that he did not support, that were not MAGA candidates, would have won. Now, is there a, is there a good chance? Is there a good chance that regardless if it were his candidates or not, that the Democrats and Biden would have called them MAGA. Yes, of course there is, because they never delineate. They never said, well, this person's MAGA, this person's didn't, right? I mean, Biden gave his bullshit of, oh, I'm talking about the MAGA Republicans, not all of them, but he never singled out the ones he thought were good, right? He never said, oh, this person running in this state is not MAGA, they're fine. He never said that. So it's a very good chance he would have just labeled them all MAGA anyway, even if it wasn't Donald Trump's handpicked candidates. In fact, if they were losing in the polls like they were this time around, they probably would have done the same Hail Mary pass kind of thing. But it made it a lot easier for them to do that when these candidates were actually handpicked by Donald Trump. Remember something. When it comes to many of these politicians, as I've said in the past, there is a sociopathic element to many of them. There's a self-aggrandizement when it comes to running for these kinds of offices. But with Donald Trump, it's like you don't need to be a psychologist, right? You don't need to know anything about human psychology to see that he's a sociopath. That he's a very selfish, self-centered person. So when his son 
his sons come on and they talk about how their father did everything for the country and put country first, America first. I have to say that's probably bullshit. He doesn't have the psychological profile to put the country before him. He doesn't have the psychological profiles. I can only assume that Donald Trump was for himself, did things for himself and his own self-aggrandizement. And, uh, you know, like I said, people have to take personal responsibility for what they do. And he is not. And then there's the other side of the coin. Joe Biden. Another guy who may not have the quite the same um, outward obvious sociopathy that Donald Trump does. Another man who cannot self-reflect. The Democrats did not do well. They did better than expected. They did better than the polls said. Remember that. They did better than the polls, which have been wrong now for about the last five election cycles, have said. That's it. We don't know the results till we know the results. And the results will probably be Democrats hold the Senate. Once again, this could all change because it takes eight years to count the votes and lose the House. So going into this election, they had the House and the Senate. If they come out with the Senate but no House, they didn't, they didn't win. They lost the House. In other words, they lost control of government. It becomes split. It becomes split. And that's a loss for the party in the White House. So this idea that he didn't, he's done nothing wrong for the last two years, the reporters tell him, well, 75% of the country, regardless of the election results, say we're heading in the wrong direction. Are you going to change directions? No, because they'll, they'll learn that this is the right direction. This is, once again, this is a sociopathic kind of thing where you simply can't, it's a real slap in the face to people. It's a real slap in the face to people to say, well, yes, you're suffering and you'll continue suffering until, you know, you'll get used to it. This lack of introspection that people don't like the job you're doing. And just because they may not have wanted to go with the MAGA Republicans don't, doesn't mean they like you and the Democrats. And they have taken away your control by taking away at least one of the chambers of Congress. But you see nothing, no, no reason, unlike Bill Clinton, who changed, you see no reason to change whatsoever. Once again, the inability to say, I'm wrong. That's a very similar thing between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Their inability to say they're wrong. At least Ron DeSantis, like I said, was able to admit that he should not have locked down. Even for a short period of time, he should not have done it and won't do it again. That's a great thing to be able to realize that and admit to that. Once again, that shows, I think, real leadership. And maybe for once, a politician doesn't have a sociopathic element to this psychological profile. So this is where we are. I mean, we have we have uh, we have a, a current president who can't admit any wrongdoing, who thinks he won. We have a former president who can't admit any wrongdoing and thinks he won. Now, the reality is, if we're living in the real world, they can't both be winners, right? 
They can't. But how, how can they both be winners? They're opposite parties. But they both feel they've won. When they've both lost. Like I said, the, the real winner here is the Republicans in the House, maybe the Senate, but list the House, and Ron DeSantis. And the losers in the real world of reality are, are, are Joe Biden, the Democrats who lost the House and maybe the Senate, and Donald Trump, and the polls, the pollsters. And we'll just put this, let's categorize this. If you want to do this, the thing we do in this country, which is winning and losing, right? We like our sports. We like to know who the winner is and the loser. We, we don't like ties. That's like kissing your sister. We don't like that. So we are um, in a country where we have winners and losers. And these are basically the winners and losers. You see this all the time, not just with politics, right? Winners and losers, winners and losers. And that's what the way it is. But that's the reality. But at least in sports, which is why I like sports, the loser lost, and they have to admit they lost, and even talk about the reasons why they lost. But in this game, no one wants to admit they've lost, which is impossible. There has to be a winner and a loser. I don't believe in this degree, just like in sports, I don't believe in degrees of winning and degrees of losing or moral victories. You win or you lose. You win or you lose. Democrats had total control of government. There was no split government before this election. After this election, it's very likely to be split government. That's a loss for Democrats. That's a gain for Republicans. Democrats now cannot really, it'll be much tougher to pass legislation. It'll be much easier for Republicans to block legislation. That's a loss for the Democrats and a win for Republicans. This is all very simple. But in this world of hyperbole and clickbaits and all this nonsense, everyone wants them to pound their chest and prove they've won. This is just not the case. It's simply not the case. And, oh, another real loser. In fact, this could be the biggest loser now, is the election process here. The election process is, uh, the, the, is horrible. And it continues now to be the de facto big loser of every election cycle. The de facto loser of every election cycle is this incredible, is this uh, election process, which is just not right, which has to change. has to change because we don't people are just not going to trust the results of the elections they're not going to trust the results remember you're talking about people who have seen elections done one way for most of their lives right and then all of a sudden it changes it was one way and then it changed all of a sudden we had the results quickly now we don't things change we had the results on election night now one day this person's winning, one day this guy's winning, one day this person's favored, the next day the next person's favored. Maybe we'll know in four days, maybe we'll know in a week. You can't do it. It's, it just has to end. And until it ends, these, this, this system will encourage and deserve all the scrutiny and all the mistrust, distrust people have. It's just, it, it, it's just a simple way of life. That's it. 
That's just common sense. That's just common sense. So count the votes and Donald Trump and Joe Biden really need to shut up. Biden needs to admit that he has had a horrible two years and he needs to change course. And Trump needs to admit that his time is over. His time is up. Like I said, there's nothing that Democrats want more than him running, and there's nothing Republicans want more than Biden running. So basically both sides want, in other words, the Democrats want Donald Trump to believe he can be president again and should run again, and the Republicans now want Joe, but okay, Joe, you think you won, run again. They want that. They want it. Uh, I say it's a real misread for both of those people. It's a real misread for both of those people. It's an incredible misread for both Joe Biden and Donald Trump that this country wants Biden versus Trump again, 80 years old each in two years. That's a, a huge fucking misread by both of them. Because poll after poll after poll has said that the country wants to move on from both of them. Poll after poll after poll has said, and it has nothing to do with this election, it was before the election, that Democrats don't want Biden to run, and I say the general public doesn't want Biden to run, and the general public doesn't want Trump to run again. You know, I'm glad I'm I'm going through my Twitter feed, and I'm glad I saw this. So, MSNBC's Joy Joy Ann Reed. We can't just call her Joy Reed anymore. Now it's Joy Ann Reed. Uh, by the way, Laura, this is about Lauren Boebert, and it looks like now, once again, how big is that district? How long does it take to count the votes in that district? How many people voted in her district? Well, let's see. Here, let's see. I'm going to pull this up if I can. I can't make it any bigger. I'm trying to make it bigger, but it's not working here. Uh, let's see how many votes each. Oh, it's like 15,500. So about 250,000, about a quarter million votes total. Okay. 48 hours later, still don't know the winner. Why? What takes so long to count 250,000 votes? What takes so long, Colorado, to count 250,000 votes? It's insane. But as these votes are trickling in, it looks like this is one case where the Republican is gaining, and she has now went ahead. She was behind for a while, and now she's gone ahead slightly. Um, but it's still up in the air. 250,000 votes in a little congressional district in Colorado, and two days later, we still don't know. It's still up in the air. There's still like 15,000 votes to count. So it's like 15,000 votes to count. But Joy Ann Reed says, uh, oh, I see. Joy Ann Reed said, what job will Lowen, what, what job would Lowen, Lauren Boebert have if she loses this election? Well, let's see. You know, I'll play it for you. I'll play it. I'll play a clip. Hear it from hear it from their disgusting mouths. Here we go. Tight race against Lauren Boebert. What's the meaning if uh, Lauren Boebert, the second most popular QAnon congressperson in MAGA, what if she goes? What if she loses? And what job will she have? I don't even think shooters well, think exist anymore. I don't think shooters exist anymore. Well, I, I guess it might be a it might be a game for for. For OnlyFans, uh, I, I don't know what she would do in this scenario, but I think that for, for symbolically to take out one of the poster childs. Of 
a game for OnlyFans, he says. So, what's the guy's name? Kurt Bardella. So Glenn Greenwald, Glenn Greenwald writes, demeaning, creepy, sexualized things you get to say about female politicians if you're doing so for the right cause and on the right liberal channel. Pick your most beloved liberal politician and imagine the uproar if this was said about them on Fox while the host giggled. And once again, this is part of that double standard. This just goes out there. Glenn Greenwald finds it. No one cares. But right, right. What if someone on Fox News said that if Dobbs or any, any woman running lost, it would be a pickup for OnlyFans, a boon for OnlyFans? What would happen? What would happen? What would the left wing? Boy, you wouldn't just see the left wing media talking about it. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi would be talking about it. Like I said, folks, when Democrats do it, it's okay. When Democrats do it, it's not illegal. Over and over and over again. And they go, no, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, 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 there's no double standard, Mike. You're crazy. Mm. Wacko, wacko. Of course, Joy uses these terms. She doesn't know what they mean, like QAnon, MAGA. She doesn't know what the fuck it means. She doesn't have a fucking brain to know what that means anyway. It doesn't mean nothing. It's mush in her mush brain, QAnon and MAGA. MAGA, booga, ooga, 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 ooga. Sounds like a fucking moron um oh isn't it talk about double standards isn't it isn't it shocking how mark zuckerberg lays off three three times as many people mark zuckerberg lays off three times as many people as elon musk but you don't see the left going after him as being this horrible person right but uh, he's a Zuckerberg's a horrible person laying off 11,000 11, people. How could he lay off 11,000 people? Horrible, vicious, rude. And he did it by email. It was the opposite of Musk, right? Musk said, if you don't receive an email, you're in. No, no. Yes. If you don't receive the email, you're in. And then, but, but, and uh, Zuckerberg says, if you get the email, you're out, right? So if you got the email, you're out. Is anyone saying he's a vicious guy doing this by email? But, but Musk was an evil person, evil, vicious person. Once again, the double standard. The double standard. Mark Zuckerberg is seen as a leftist. Elon Musk is seen as a right-winger. Of course, there's no factual basis of that, but the, the left doesn't need facts to talk. Uh and cast aspersions. And, uh, you know, Elon Musk wants to clean up social media so it's fair and open and not just one side or the other, like MSNBC. Facebook doesn't. So no one cares. No one on the left cares that Zuckerberg laid off 11,000 people at the awful. Elon Musk laid off 3,000 people. More, more double standards. All right, let's see what else. Let's see what else is in the news. And by in the news, I mean on Twitter. <laughs> How's your, anyone out there got blue check marks? Because the blue check marks, someone put this is it's true. The blue check marks are appearing faster than the votes are being counted, isn't that? The blue check marks are be appearing faster than votes are being counted. It's amazing. You would think Musk would be busy, but I guess he's busy tweeting. He tweets a lot. He tweets an awful lot. I mean, more than me. And doesn't he have things to do? I mean, it's it's quite it's quite insane. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Oh, Daniel, our 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 regular listener and caller, Daniel writes: recent tech workforce slashings. Twitter fifty percent. Meta thirty percent. Lyft thirteen percent. Stripe fourteen percent. Coinbase eighteen percent. Shopify ten percent. Snap twenty percent. Robinhood thirty one percent. Chime twelve percent. Tesla ten percent. Learn to code. It's true. But the problem is, for a lot of these com- companies, they were just bloated to begin with, and even Zuckerberg admitted that he had too many employees to begin with. So that's the that's the biggest problem. They were so bloated. These companies. I mean, did Twitter need eight thousand people? Did an app need eight thousand people? Uh, it seems like a lot. It just seems like a lot. Like they had money to burn for a while, anyway, and they said, "Let's just do this and hire people." You know. I got friends. I got 10 friends who I want to hire. Sure, hire them. You know, so I think that was, was part of it. Oh, let's see what else. Let's see what else. What else is going on? Uh, John Fem- yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it, there's a lot happening, but most of it is now around frozen, being frozen in time and not knowing who's, who's winning. Being frozen in time and simply not knowing who's winning. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And like I said, it's not just any one state. It's not just in Senate races. It's every state, all different cities, mayoral races, Senate races, House races. We saw it four years ago, two years ago in the presidential election. It's everything. It's everything. But with mayoral races, even in a city like L.A. and congressional district, you're talking about such a small, especially in the midterms, a small ter- voter turnout. A small voter turnout. Not being able to count a couple of 100,000 votes in two days and counting is absolute lunacy. It is banana republic stuff. Kerry Lake is right. It's banana republic stuff, and it needs to end. I'm watching the countdown on Fox as I go. It's still, you know. So I guess as this show is going to end, there are 32 House in play, 211 Republican, 192 Democrat, three Senate seats in play, 49 Republican, 48 Democrat, and who knows how long we're going to be stuck in this. So Democrats need two Senate seats to get the majority. Republicans need two Senate seats to get the majority. Republicans need seven uh, House seats to get the majority. Democrats need 26 House seats to get the majority as I am speaking to you. And we'll see how this changes in about 24 hours. So let's see. Let's see what else is happening. Yeah. You know, like I said, like I said, I have never been one to have Trump derangement syndrome. People who listen to the show know I am not one to have Trump derangement syndrome. So to make me as mad as I am now, think about what you have to do as I am today, as I was earlier in this show. Think about what you have to do, how you have to push things, how far you have to push things. And that's what's happening Right now, with a lot of people who either were kind of neutral on him or even liked him, they're starting to say enough is enough. We've had enough of you. Let's move on. We want to, we'll argue DeSantis versus Newsom. 
We'll argue DeSantis versus Buttigieg. We'll argue DeSantis versus Harris. We'll argue all these things. We don't want Trump involved, and we also don't want Biden involved. We don't want them involved. I don't want a guy like Trump who's going crazy now against Ron DeSantis involved anymore. I want him out. out. I want him gone. It's lunatic. It's, it's, it's insane asylum garbage. And the same thing with Biden, with not being able to admit anything he's done wrong for two years and pushing that Elon Musk is a spy or whatever the fuck he was talking about that made no sense out of his gibberish, dementia-ridden brain. I don't want him running again either. I don't want any of this stuff happening. I don't want in two years. I don't, I don't want to be talking about it. I don't want you to listen to me talk about it. I want Donald Trump out, and I want Joe Biden out. I want these guys out. And if I got to be ageist and say I don't want 80-year-old people running for office anymore for president, then I'm going to be ageist. I don't want them anymore. Trump and Biden both need to go out. Out. That's it. We've had enough of both of them. Forget about the the election results aside. Let's say we had no election. People are still tired of Biden and Trump. You see it in poll after poll after poll. You see it on social media. You feel it. You know it. People are tired of them. They don't want them anymore. Let Biden will finish out his term. I don't want anything bad to happen to the man. God forbid uh, Kamala Harris would also become president. Let him finish out his term. Be healthy as possible physically. I don't think mentally he's going to get any better, but physically he seems to be okay. Let him finish out his term and let Trump go away. Let Trump go away. If he wants to back someone or not back someone else, that's his own business. You can't stop him, okay? If he wants to back DeSantis, if he doesn't want to back DeSantis, if he wants to back Tom Cotton, or if he wants to back Newt Gingrich, whatever the fuck he wants to do, I don't want him running for president anymore. <clears throat> that's just it. And, I, and I'm not alone here. I'm not alone here. There are many people who feel just like I feel. There are many people who feel, and when you put out a press release like Trump put out today, it's just, it's, it, it, it's beyond insanity. It's beyond, it's beyond anything that's even remotely normal. Anything, that, it, it's so childish. It's so, it reminds me of like people who ran for, you know, run for like student president of the class president and they have these petty things going wasn't that movie election by alexander Payne from omaha yeah you know it's, it's like these, these petty things that you find in like junior high school oh i was his friend and i helped him and now he's now he's stabbed me in the back i hate him it's so stupid it's so stupid so what you helped you didn't help ron DeSantis in 2017 in 2017, five years ago, you helped Ron DeSantis supposedly get elected in 2018. And now he's got to kiss your ass. And as I said before, sucky, you know what? I was so mad before I didn't say you know what. But like I said, that, that press release was just, it was like it was like someone in an insane asylum wrote it. It was like a child who's, it was like a nine-year-old who's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. It was like an insane nine-year-old wrote that press release. Oh my goodness! 
Uh, you know, Thomas Massey, who I follow on Twitter, wrote, huge red wave was predicted nationally in large part on early information from Florida. But Ron DeSantis led from the front, supported freedom and opposed COVID tyranny, in contrast to many Republicans. Florida outperformed the nation because DeSantis was a leader. And I agree with that. I also want to stress, and how did I forget doing this since Election Day? I talked about this before the election. And people told me, nah, Mike, remember, I talked about this before the election, that Republicans, regardless of what they did, and no Republicans did what Democrats did, Republicans should have been pushing the COVID stuff more. Republicans should have been pushing the COVID lockdowns that Democrats did and the disaster and how it hurt everybody and how it killed people and how it destroyed the economy. They should have linked the bad economy to the COVID lockdowns and everything else and the mandates, which many of most of it was. I was saying that. You remember I was saying that? Remember I was saying that? I was, I'm going to give myself some credit. I'll be like Trump and I'm going to be belligerent. I'm going to give myself some credit because I was saying that Republicans needed to connect the dots. And I had people on this show and in my and on Twitter telling me, no, Mike, don't do that. They don't got to do that. They don't got to push that. People understand. People know. People get it. No, they don't. No, they don't. And Republicans are responsible for not doing that. I had a feeling, and the polls kind of quelled my, you know, my 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 uh, anger and frustration. But I had a feeling this was going to hurt them. Not connecting those dots, they lost <clears throat> a huge opportunity. A huge opportunity. Believe me, even though we're going to be further down the trough here next year, Ron DeSantis, if he runs for president, I'll say when is going to use that. He's going to talk about that. He isn't going to be dumb enough and naive enough and ignorant enough not to use that, especially since he was the big COVID winner. And Floridians just told him that with that vote. He was the huge COVID winner. And he's going to push it. He's going to talk about Democrats and what they did, unlike these Republicans who did not. And that's going to be very important. That's going to be very important, hopefully coinciding with House, at least House, if not House and Senate hearings about what happened over the last few years. You know, but this once again, this is this, it's just a huge drop of the ball to not talk about that stuff. It's a huge drop of the ball to not talk about that stuff. And that's real. That's real. Unlike the fake stuff that the Democrats used. The fake MAGA, MUGA, MAGA, Guga, GAGA shit they talked about, boogeyman crap that they talked about. And, and their, their ridiculous, overblown, hyperbolic abortion crap, making young, dumb people believe that abortion is illegal now. And on top of that, also, as we see today, did you see this today? I can't believe it took me an hour and 15 minutes to talk about this. I'll talk about this more tomorrow. The, the federal court, a federal court said, as we knew they would say, it's illegal. Biden can't relieve student debt. Congress controls the pocketbook, which is, of course, in the Constitution. We know Democrats and Joe Biden don't care about the Constitution. They don't. They, they crap on it. They piss on it. But the federal court just said no. As we were all saying, we were all saying Joe Biden's going to throw that bone to the young people to get their vote. But the court's going to say they can't do it. And then the Biden administration will either fight it or say, oh, well, we tried our best. What can you do? And look what happened. The 18 to 30 year olds came out in huge numbers, plus 28 points for Democrats. For, you know why? Partially because of abortion and partially because of the student debt loan, because they're just selfish young people anyway. But look at how they bought that crap. Hook, line and sinker. And two days, 
After they come out and vote for Democrats, the courts do what we said they were going to do, which would say it was unconstitutional. But this comes down to ignorance, don't you see? This comes down to the ignorance of the American, of the young people. They're ignorant. They don't understand the Constitution. They don't understand the law. They don't understand that Congress controls the pocketbook, that what Biden said he was going to do was unconstitutional. They don't understand that all the Supreme Court did with abortion is send it back to the states, as the Constitution says. That's all. They, they don't understand that. They don't understand that what the Supreme Court did was say, the voters now in each state have the power, as opposed to just nine Supreme Court justices waving a magic wand and saying this is a law. That's not what the Constitution says. And it's illegal. Biden's not a dictator. He can't just say, here's the money. Uh, the money's gone. The money's relieved. He can't. That's, a, that's a fucking dictator. Okay, Congress controls the pocketbook as the Constitution states. But the young people don't get this. They're ignorant because they're not taught well, because their professors teach them left-wing bullshit, socialist garbage. They don't teach the Constitution. They don't want them to know the Constitution. They might then have critical thinking and, and vote the right way instead of the wrong way and not be so easily hoodwinked by politicians. But Biden got what he wanted out of it. He got their votes. They got their votes. Oh, you mean you mean I can get an abortion? Oh, oh you mean I'm not going to get my student debt relief? Well, I didn't know. Uh, oh. I didn't realize that. I thought I could never get an abortion and all my and all of my uh, debt was going to go away. It's so stupid. Really, it's so stupid. I think I was smarter when I was in the 18. I know, I'm sorry. I know I was smarter in the 18 to 30-year-old range than this generation. What is it? Z, X, was Z? This is the worst generation ever. It's a horrible generation. I hope like other generations, I hope they get smarter as they get older. But I'm quite worried about this generation. I'm quite worried about how gullible they are. How easily fooled they are. That that bugs me and it frightens me. Two days after the election, two days after, can you believe this? The Supreme Court, the, the federal courts do this. And Biden says they're going to appeal. But where are they going to appeal to? The Supreme Court? Of course, the Supreme Court is not going to side with Biden. Congress controls the purse strings. The president can't. This, this court, this conservative court, is not going to side with him on this. They will say, let Congress do it. And that's the way it should be. Let Congress make law. Let Congress relieve student debt. Let Congress vote on it and do it. That's the way it has to be done. But as we've seen over the last three years, man, Democrats don't care about the Constitution. They love being dictators. They love being authoritarians. They love saying, I get to say what they, 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 the power of it comes out of their mouth and it, and it comes out of their mouth and it is. It comes out of their mouth and it is. That's what they want. Um, let me just play this before. Yeah, here's one more thing. This is what I was talking about. I wanted to get to it. This is the, let me see who this guy is. For a second. This guy is the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors chairman talking about why it's taking them a week to count the ballots. 62,000 last night, but not significantly more. So if you're interested in that, pay attention at the 8 o'clock hour. Um, so I, why is it taking the amount of time it's taking? A lot of people are talking about this. Well, first of all, it's very standard. 
This is how things work in Arizona and have for decades. And this is due in part because of mail-in voting, and Recorder Richard's going to talk about that more. But I told this group uh, that we anticipated 90 to 95 percent, or sorry, 95 to 99 percent of the ballots to be counted by Friday. That's tomorrow. But I'm here to tell you the goalposts have changed. All right, the sixty-two thousand. <laughs> the goalposts have changed. Now this is just this is the thing they just say now, right? The goalposts. The goalposts have changed. Too fucking bad. You don't like it? Take a walk. The goalposts have changed, right? The goalposts have changed. No, it's not fifteen days to stop the curve. It's not to flatten the curve. It's three days to flatten the curve. It's nine days to flatten the curve. It's two thousand eight hundred and seventy-five thousand days to flatten the curve. We're just moving the goalposts because we can. And he's full of shit. I lived in Arizona. I ran for Congress in Arizona in two thousand six. He said been that way for decades. He's full of shit. Like I said, bring the good old boys back. Let the cowboy, redneck cowboys run Arizona and Nevada again, Vegas and Phoenix. It was much better and much smoother when they did than these, these pencil-pushing bureaucratic assholes, of which Katie Dobbs, who will probably end up winning, is part of. And she's, the, she's a leader of them all. And people, and they wonder, and they wonder why we don't trust our elections. And they wonder, and they sit there, and they twiddle their fingers, and they wonder why we don't trust the thing they do when it comes to our elections. <sighs> I think I've complained a lot today. I've complained a lot, but you know what? Between the election, between this drip, drip, drip of votes coming in, Donald Trump not shutting up, Joe Biden not shutting up, they're all fucking driving me crazy. Which brings me back to the title of the show. I think it's very simple. Count the damn votes and Biden and Trump shut the fuck up. Enough is enough. It was bad enough when we had one guy for four years yapping all the time. Now we have th that same guy still yapping and this current president, they're both yapping at the same time now. They won't shut up. They both won when they both lost. They, they, they both think they won. when they. This is the weird upside down universe we live in. They both lost and they both think they won. Oh, my Lord. I, what, of course, what, what's coming next? The, the pollsters are going to tell us they were right? That always happens, by the way. The pollsters are always wrong. At least the last several cycles they've been wrong. And then they come and they go, not really. When you look at the numbers, when you look at... No, they were wrong. They were terrible. This is one of the worst in probably the, the century of polling. It was awful. It was awful. How can they say they were right? And I'm hearing from some of them, they said, well, no, not really. How can they say they were right? When everyone The reason why everyone expected a Republican wave to possible tsunami, and before the election, it was into the tsunami range, was because of the polls, and it didn't happen. So the polls, were, once again, does reality matter, people? Does reality matter? The polls were saying it would be a Republican tsunami. It didn't happen. Therefore, the polls were wrong, right? Am I living in some weird upside-down universe here? In recap, the losers, Biden, Democrats, pollsters, Trump, the winners, at least partially, Republicans and wholly DeSantis. I'll give you Democrats are partial losers and Republicans are partial winners, right? If, 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 Republic, if, if Democrats hold the Senate. If not, they, they've lost everything, okay? Okay, it wasn't the tsunami it was expected, and that's probably in large part Trump's fault. But, you know. To have Biden or Trump taking credit 
and believing they've won is just laughable. Truly, truly laughable. It's just always the country that loses, especially with the, with the vote counting. Like I said, that's, that's the big loser. If I'm going to give a big winner, it's Ron DeSantis, and the biggest loser is his election process, the voting, the vote counting process. It's, it's, it, it's not, there's going to be people questioning this process forever if this goes on. People are not going to believe anyone who's in office deserves to be there. They can believe everyone in office is in office because of fraudulence. You, 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 they have to be able to count these votes on time. They have to figure out a way. Like I said, if it comes to with the mail-in ballots, starting to count them, when they start coming in weeks ahead of time, start counting them, find a secure way to do it so everything is ready come election night. And all you have to worry about, as it was always the case, is the votes that come in on election night. Everything else has been counted. That'll take care of a lot of this. All right, there's more to talk about, but I think we'll, I think we'll call it a show. I think we'll call it a show. Kind of a sleepy night. This is like the first, well, yeah, it's like the first show in a long time. I've had no calls. I wonder if people are just worn out. I'm, I'm worn out. I am. I'm worn out from all this. I'm worn out from all this. And once again, by now, it should be over. We should be talking about, as I said on Monday, we should be talking about, like, what's next, right? What's next? What happens? What do we have to do? But now it's just in limbo of we don't even know who's, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. 48 hours and we know nothing. It's not normal. Not new normal, not old normal, not any kind of normal. Like Trump. Not normal. Crazy. Psycho. All right. Well, remember, this show is on Monday night through Friday night. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the name of the show is In Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley. Um, I'll be right back here tomorrow night. Um, hopefully we'll know some more. I can't promise, but I'll be here regardless. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Uh, and Let's Be Heard. Micah Chopley, speak to you 